This podcast is brought to you by the Society for Education and Training. My name's Julia Fawkes, I'm SET's online editor. Joining me today is Patricia O'Dell, head of ATS and QTLS, and Catherine Manning, ATS operations manager. They're here to explain more about advanced teacher status. We'll also hear from a past ATS awardee and a mentor for ATS participants. Patricia begins by explaining more about the feedback we've had so far. We've had very, very positive feedback from the first cohort and indeed the second cohort, mainly around development in confidence in their practice, with one particular participant that I remember saying that the process had really reignited her passion for teaching and she felt she got into a bit of a rut, a kind of tick-boxy approach to her teaching and this really gave her an opportunity to take some risks, do some reading, research um, and try out new strategies with with her learners. We've had another participant who recently featured in Intuition magazine, Joyce, Joyce Chen. Some of you may have read about her and there's a lovely quote in the, the magazine from Joyce telling us about what being awarded ATS meant to her and she tells us that gaining ATS means that I'm recognised as an advanced practitioner in education locally and nationally and I've received special recognition award through the college engaging with colleagues, managers and senior leaders in developing and improving teaching, learning and assessment. So for me I I find that, that quote really sort of sums up what ATS is all about and many telling us that as a result of going through the process they have now their profile has actually risen in their organization and they're now the go-to person to to be consulted uh, about teaching and learning in the organization that's a really good quote and it's really nice to have that positive feedback and i also spoke to some of our ats applicants earlier in the week who explained more about their experience undertaking ats my name is lynn taylorson and I work for Real Time Education Limited. I am a teacher educator and curriculum designer, an IT trainer with a focus on effective use of learning technology. Achieving ATS has benefited my practice by getting me to really sit down and reflect and evaluate in a way that I probably haven't done since I completed formal teacher training and my QTLS. So it's been very useful to sit down and really analyse my practice against the ETF standards. In terms of my organisation, it's given me opportunity to reach out to work with new colleagues and also with other organisations in probably a more formal way than I wouldn't have if I hadn't been undertaking it. Advanced teacher status is for experienced teachers who have been teaching for four or more years. It's aimed primarily at teachers in our sector, in the FE sector, but as well as uh, developing mastery in their practice, their own practice, advanced teacher status enables experienced teachers to be able to develop their skills in coaching and mentoring others, so sharing their practice with colleagues but also having an influence on the quality improvement in their organisation. So ATS is really about development on three levels. Who can apply for ATS? Um, Well, there are four main criteria. So 
First of all, practitioners do need to be a member of SET in order to apply for ACS, uh, Society for Education and Training. Uh, practitioners also need to have been awarded with QTLS or QTS before they can apply. And they need to have held their initial teacher education qualification for a minimum of four years. And that initial teacher education qualification needs to be at level five or above. And then finally, practitioners need to be working in a post-14 setting. And that can include training colleagues. And they need to be teaching for an average of eight hours a week for the duration of the ATS process. So practitioners could be working in a range of settings, so that might be uh, FE colleges or adult community learning, work-based learning, offender learning, and practitioners might also be working in a school. If you are working in a school, then the evidence that you used for your ATS portfolio needs to be from your work teaching learners in years 10, 11 and above. We do have quite a few teachers, special educational needs teachers, and they need to be mindful that whilst some of the evidence can be drawn from one-to-one teaching, we will also be looking for evidence of teaching groups of learners, that's five or more learners, but it could be that evidence is drawn from teaching, training or coaching other members of staff. So there are a wide number of opportunities to be able to demonstrate the evidence for those people that might be working in slightly different settings. In terms of the timeframes for ATS, when can people apply? At the moment, we have one cohort um, per year, starting in October, and we invite applications from potential applicants at the beginning of April, um, and that application process closes in August. We then look at all the applications, and then we offer places to those who meet the criteria in September, but applicants should check the website for further information. We ensure that all applicants that have been accepted have been notified within a month of the application window closing. So the process itself is a 12-month process. It's quite an undertaking, so so anybody interested in this really needs to think about the commitments um, in terms of the time they will need to spend on this. And when do applicants find out whether they've passed? Does everyone get their results on the same day? Uh, Yes, uh, they do. And um, so they have uh, 12 months, as I've said. Um, So the next cohort that will be starting in October, they will be submitting their portfolios to us at the end of September. And we will be reviewing those portfolios. We have a team of reviewers and moderators. So that will be a, a month period when we are looking at all the portfolios. And they will, we will be notifying people of their results in mid-November. And then there will be the Viva stage. So people that are successful or who have been recommended for the award of ATS through their portfolio work will then be invited to attend a Viva interview. Those will take place in the offices here at the Foundation um, towards the end of November. A Viva interview is an opportunity for the successful participants who've completed the portfolio part of the process to talk to us for around 45 minutes. We ask a, a, few, structure, a few questions to structure the discussion, but essentially what we like to hear from participants is more about their journey in achieving advanced teacher status and in particular the impact, the difference it's made to them as teachers, to others and the organisation. And there's also an opportunity for them to talk to us a little bit more about their improvement project or case study that they've worked on as part of the programme.
we invite all past participants to stay in touch with us as alumni. Some of them become mentors themselves. Some of them become ATS reviewers in our review and moderation team. They may go on and do some further research. But essentially, we'd like them to keep in touch with us because um, we, we like to know what difference it's made to them in the longer term. Some of the participants have gone on to publish the findings of their case study or projects that they've undertaken Mm. as a part of ATS. So, for example, we've had articles in our Intuition magazine and other journals as well, more widely. So when SET members are undertaking QTLS, they need to reference three of the professional standards, Mm. don't they? How is that different for ATS? Yes, you're quite right. So for QTLS, it's three or more professional standards in relation to planning and delivery assessment and developing their subject specialist knowledge. But for advanced teacher status, we ask them to evidence advanced level practice for each of the 20 professional standards. And they can do that in a a four-phase programme and more information about the phases of the programme can be found on our website. So what support can ATS applicants expect to receive during the process? Okay, during the process, ATS participants will be completing an e-portfolio, an electronic portfolio, and a part of that e-portfolio is a forum where participants can go on and interact with each other and share ideas and offer each other support. So the forum is, is a key source of support. All ATS participants will also have a mentor. This might be somebody that the participant appoints sort of from within their own organisation or if there's nobody appropriate there they might choose to have a set mentor instead so we would fix them up with with a mentor from our register that we have here and the idea of the mentor is that it's another practitioner who can be a critical friend to the ATS participant as they go through the process. And we also have here at the ETF a participant experience manager and their role is to offer one-to-one support to participants, usually via email and sometimes via phone. So that's available throughout the process as well. And then we also have a Facebook page, so participants can request to join the Facebook page and there they can chat to other participants from the same cohort but also from previous cohorts. Um, We have several participants who have completed ATS but they're still members of that Facebook page and they'll go on and offer support and advice to current participants. And you don't need to have been awarded ATS in order to be a mentor for someone going through ATS, do you? No, not necessarily. Some of the mentors have completed ATS, but we also have other mentors that haven't been through the process themselves. But they um, are usually fellows of SET, which means that they've undertaken a Master's in Education or a higher um, level postgraduate qualification. Julie Warden works at Bradford College looking after tutorials and learner progress. She's on the SET Practitioner Advisory Group and supports SET members on their ATS journey. Here she gives her advice on how to manage the workload. I would say make sure that you clearly look at the the evidence base that's required and the time frame and stick to the time frame available, scheduling yourself some regular time each each week to to do the work and I also think take some advice there's some really helpful information out there so there's a Facebook group for example and there's really helpful advice from the set staff and that so when you've got a little worry um, you can get it quickly ironed out rather than leaving it and it becoming a bigger thing. Lynn Taylorson, who was from the first cohort to be awarded ATS, offers her advice on how to approach your mentor and ensure that the process runs as smoothly as possible. 
what advice would I give to any set members considering applying for ATS? I think there's quite a few things that you can be thinking about and also putting into place in terms of preparation for ATS. First of all, I would say to people, think carefully about who will be your mentor and approach people and prepare them for what they'll need to do as part of this role. They'll need to set aside some time to work with you and also observe your practice and work on development plans, as well as writing quite a few brief documents to confirm your progress. So they do need to be prepared for that. I think you can also be considering which colleagues you might be engaging in a mentoring relationship with. So if you're going to be doing some mentoring as part of your ATS, it's a good plan to be approaching people early and explaining what you're doing and why. And I think that finally, I would also say consider which groups you might be looking to have observations done on if you have a choice, but also which groups you might be using for the video segments of your portfolio, because that can benefit from some careful consideration and preparation in terms of things like confidentiality and which scenario and groups you're going to choose. So I think with a little bit of forethought in terms of observations, mentoring, and your video evidence, you can make the whole process run a little more smoothly. When we developed advanced teacher status, we work really closely with the, um, the College of Teaching to ensure that there is parity between advanced teacher status and the Chartered Teacher Programme that has been developed primarily for teachers working in schools. And so consequently, those who gain advanced teacher status will be awarded with Chartered Teacher status that will be conferred by the College of Teaching. So in terms of the payment structure, how does that work? Mm -hmm. ATS costs £750 and there are different options for payment. So you can make one initial payment of £750 or you can pay £150 at the start of the process and make monthly direct debits for the remaining amount. Some ATS participants are funded by their employer. So it might be worth applicants having a conversation with their employer about whether they would be willing to fund part of the process or the whole thing. Most of our ATS participants are self-funded and are, are paying for it themselves. So if anyone is interested in applying for ATS or registering their interest, how does that work exactly? Okay, so the first stage is to register your interest in ATS and you can do this on our website. When you register your interest, this enables you to access the brochure and that gives you a lot more information about the process and you can express an interest in ATS at any point during the year. The second stage is to apply for ATS and you can do that through the website and you'll need to apply when the application window is open and as we mentioned earlier that's between April and August each year. For more information and advice, blogs and articles please visit set.et-foundation.co.uk